receive a hand over your heart 
and let's just receive how, you know, that's the part of the song. So let all my life tell of who you are. And I want you just to receive healing over parts of your life or things that may, you may do or just some stuff you may be going through that don't really tell, you know, you feel like those actions don't really tell who Jesus really is in your life. It's God, I just want to receive healing because I, I want my life to speak volumes about who you are. And I want my life to be able to say, I, I got some things, Lord Jesus, that just doesn't represent it the way I think it should represent it. And, and, and I just believe you, you're going to get another chance to, to show the love of Christ to that person, to, those, to that individual. You feel like, man, I, I had my moment, I had my shot, and I, and I think I missed it, but in Jesus' name, you didn't. So let all my life tell of who you are that you're wonderful and that you're such a good father lord that's just that's just who you are that's the way it is and lord jesus i thank you for healing going throughout the room i come against any form of condemnation i thank you lord god for the rejoicing that lord as we did if we gave you half a chance you'd give us a second chance and i thank you jesus as our hand is planted over our heart said thank you lord i am gonna get to show them who god really is and that bad day is not going to haunt me another moment. That, that bad season, that bad uh, time, and in the name of Jesus, they're going to see that all of my life tells of who God is, of who you are, Lord God. I thank you, Jesus, that I'm going to be that witness. I'm going to be that living epistle, Lord God, that none of the words will be missing in my walk of life Bible and my livable Bible. There's this, all of it is going to be there. Jesus, help us to love the way you do. Help us, Jesus, to love the way you do. I just wrote, I posted that Man, you're in a dangerous place when it hurts to be kind to others. What a dangerous place to be when it hurts to be kind. Lord, thank you, Jesus, that I'm no longer going to say, God, I don't know how you love that person, but I'm going to say, God, help me to love them like you love them. Help me, Lord God, to turn and lift them up and not pull them down. I know they know better, but I know you better. So I'm going to love you, Jesus, that you're wonderful and such, such a good father. Can I believe that you're free from whatever mistake you made? Can I believe with you? Can I be excited about you and I being just free to have another chance to tell that person who don't believe in God or tell that person who's on the fence and, and still bringing up your one mistake, but in the name of Jesus, as you're going to go back and they're going to see Jesus they're going to have a moment where you're going to walk above the natural ground and walk into the blessings of God. Hand of God, we receive it today. Receive the anointing. I believe that you're going to receive the anointing of ministry. And, and even before I get to the message tonight about us priests and, and the authority, but you're all in this room. You are all kings and priests. If you've accepted Jesus, he says, I've made you kings and priest and you receive the authority of God and don't let anyone tell you anything different because the Bible has already spoken that you are king and a priest bow in the presence of that mirror be as holy as you would be in front of somebody in some special robe but you're the one you're the one that's worth being holy in front of when you're by yourself you're worth honoring and oh lifting up the name of jesus you're the person of god you don't have to go look for anyone else you're the person of god that that you're showing honor give honor to where there's honor do honor the fact that you've come to jesus he says, you're my king, you're my priest. And you pray the word, you speak the word. You walk in the gifts of the spirit. You walk in the authority of prophecy. You walk in the authority of laying hands on the sick. You walk in that teaching authority. You walk in that anointing to worship. 
God, I'm going to expound right there in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. And he said it, right? He said it in Matthew 25, verse 40. When you've done it to the least of them, you've done it to me. When you've honored me, when you've honored those around you and honored the fact that you've come to me, you're honoring me. When you don't honor, you don't honor me. In the name of Jesus, would you just thank Jesus for saving your soul and calling you a king and a priest? Quit calling it humility that you'll let someone step above you because you want to put yourself down. I just want to encourage you because I need your faith. I need you to need your faith and I need you to want it. And so God is going to move on you mightily. I pray if you have any illnesses in your body, I pray healing over you right now in the name of Jesus. You're the priest that's laying hands on you. You're the elder that's laying hands on you right now. Wherever you're hurting, your knees, your back, your arms, emotionally, maybe you got some fears that are going through your mind, but in Jesus' name, he did not give you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind that every place you put your feet, you're going to call it God's land because he's healing your feet. He's healing your mind. He's healing your situation. He's called you in the ministry. He's called you into a place to step in and walk in without the resources because you don't need resources because God is your source and father we just take it Lord Jesus and we run with the welcoming I just sense the presence of God just really moving on lives and moving on people now in such an amazing way to just receive that God you're the you're the lifter of my head you were not playing around when you called me and you desired my soul to be equipped for a mighty call. And I want you just to receive that. You are surrounded by people that are hurting, broken, and mismanaged because the order of God is upon you. And I'm just releasing the mantle of order over you right now. That you're going to speak to some chaotic situation and they're going to receive that anointing of order that is upon you. And it's going to be a blessing. Father, we thank you for healing us as we prayed over ourselves and one another. Thank you for praying. I pray for my neighbor on my right, on my left, in front of me and behind me. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are, you are greatly to be praised. And we bless you, Lord, according to Daniel 10, 12. You heard us as we prayed the first time. And whatever, the, 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 uh, as the answer is on the way, whatever it has to fight through, it's going to get through. Because it, when it finds me, it's going to find me in faith. I believe we receive it tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody say, amen, amen. You guys, if you got the original email of this sermon, the title has changed. In fact, I don't even know why I called it what I called it the first time, but it was not. This didn't sound right like it matched what I was going to be preaching. Uh, so we changed it to priest, the priest authority. Uh, leading will provide access. Amen. So you have to lead, right? Uh, leading isn't always fun. Leading isn't always popular, but leading is always necessary. Amen. You always got to be, got to lead, right? Got to lead, got to step out there, right? And say the first step, and then God will provide the rest of the steps. Because you can't see step two. Step one, you see it, but you don't see step two, and then God puts it there before you land, right? And so we got to get, get our steps right. Uh, so in Joshua chapter 3, verse 14 through 17, uh, so when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, uh, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of them, uh, now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carrying the, the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the flowing water stood still. It backed up as far upstream as Adam, a city in, in the area of Zarethan. While the water flowing toward the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all of Israel crossed over the dry ground until the entire nation had crossed the Jordan. Father, I thank you for your word that it be delivered according to your will. 
And you will be honored tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. So now you know why all them priest, priest prayers came up, right? Y'all see it now, right? Priest, if you people think of a priest, they think that you're supposed to be in a robe and, and stuff. Think we're supposed to be Catholic too. Uh, by the way, you all are priests. And I'll show you that in the scriptures here in just a minute. But the cool thing that y'all reading, or y'all were reading, well, I was reading, and you were reading on with me, it says that when he showed up this time, during the harvest time, this water's flowing everywhere. But when the priest stepped in the water, right? Some people want to speak to the mountain. Sometimes God tells you to step in it if you run it to divide, right? And sometimes you have to walk about it instead of talk about it. And too many times, right, we're back there, I rebuke the devil. Well, maybe you need to move some devil out. All right, maybe he can't hear you. Right? You got to walk. You got to take some steps, right? Who was that? Hey, was it Pastor Rita? Uh, I say Pastor Rita, your mom, that used to try to pray that the unhealthy stuff in the food... She still does that. Don't let this unhealthy food, don't let the unhealthy parts of this food get in me. Don't eat it. That's the best way to, you know what I mean? Don't eat it. Don't let this sugar get in me. Uh, get the unsugar, unsweetened, right? That's, that's kind of the best way to do it. But Pastor Rita's like, no, I like this. I just don't want it to unlike me, right? Our friend requested this sandwich. So, but, but look, like it stepped in. So think about it. And every time you hear me say priest, think about yourself, right? Whatever's overflowing and you've been talking about it and talking about it, but you ain't walked in it yet. And so you got to step in there for that thing to divide and separate so you can walk in it. Uh, the priests were the ones that, that cleared the path for people by walking before them and honoring God. So if your children are drowning in schoolwork, you step out and dry up that ground. Right? They're drowning in emotion, drowning in trying to figure out who their friends are. They're drowning in, in uh, not listening. You step in there. You have to. And, and you have to part. You have to divide the waters and divide it in order for them to walk on dry ground. They're drowning in that. They're, 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 sometimes there's just that thing that's drowning, and it's that chaos, and, and God has called us to be people of order and, and peace, and we're anointed to be that. This water is like going all over the place. Can you imagine how many people didn't know how to swim? Right? And they're going, well, how are we going to get by? Well, instead of us telling people what to do, we need to show them what to do. There's more caught than taught. Right? So you can you catch me, catch me at the brook. Anyone, anyone can talk about how deep things are until we take the steps of God. There will not be a path for our children to walk through. A lot of people don't serve God because they went to church, but they never saw church walked out. Never saw it lived. There was never a path for them. And if you read back, even go further in the story, uh, by the way, when, when God was telling him to go and take the Ark of the Covenant and keep talking about it, there's parts of it where he says, take 12 stones and, and, and 12 stones for the 12 tribes of Judah. I'm just giving you a little front part. And 12 tribes of Judah and take these stones and, and, and you take them with you. And so that your children will be able to know God was here. Right. If the one thing that, that I heard that once this thing had happened and if, if I were to go on further, but I know you read your Bible like I know you see me stop and you go like I wonder what the rest of that chapter is about. And I know you're going to do that later tonight. And so when you read it, you're going to hear where it says that he said place the stones in the dry part of this water. So even when the water flows over, these stones will be here and tell your children where there was a time where one generation grew up and they didn't know the Lord. And the reason why they didn't know it, because the family people stopped telling it they stopped talking about God I mean, you talk about God too much sure do sure do we're going I need you to remember it as messed up as as we were let me I guess as messed up as I was the one thing and y'all heard me say this all the time the one thing I always knew to do no matter what city I was in I always knew to be in somebody's church Right? You better go to somebody's church. And she didn't even care if they wasn't preaching right. She just knew I needed to go. And who was I to judge? Because I was messed up. They were righter than me. 
right? And she said, let's, if you won't step in the water until you learn to be the priest of, if you're walking, the priest of your, your calling, let somebody else step in it for you and walk on dry ground. You have to be able to put that in perspective that God wants us so until we take those steps. So God speaks to every household leader to step into the deep of things and they will create a path for life. Step into those deep things. People, people ask me like, hey, do you practice speaking? I go, every week. It's like, aren't you afraid to be in front of big crowds? How often do you practice? Every week. At least twice. I practice this. All I'm waiting for is please ask where. Please ask where. They used to say, oh, that's good. <laughs> Where was the next question? This is Tom you <laughs> give witness to. And, and what God is, God is saying, do the thing that what, what people may deem as small because I can't take you big until you honor where you are. Right? You got to accept the place where God has called you. Don't despise the small beginnings. Don't despise the order because if you can't do it with as much fire when it's like this, you're never going to have the fire to take it to the next place. Ever seen, I've seen speakers who hyperventilated, ran out of air, did their hour speech in seven minutes. All the information with they froze. Of course, then I was up there and they looked at me like, you got the other 53 minutes of whatever they was talking about. You need to finish this. You've seen it, and that's part of it is, and, and the person, uh, you know, just never practiced it when it was just them one-on-one. It should have the same passion. It shouldn't change. The calling of God should not be something that needs an auditorium. It should be something that needs a heart. Right? It's just, just, just a passion for God. And, and, and we don't, we don't it's like we're going to do it for Jesus. So the, the water that, that would think about this, the water overflow during harvest season. Isn't that just like the enemy when it's time for you to receive, here comes something else flooding your life. Time to get blessed. Well, we got the TV fixed. There went the. <laughs> and you got to step into that and say, no, no, no. It's dry land time. I'm tired of swimming. My skin wrinkled. Let's dry land time. The water would overflow during, during the time of harvest. Isn't it typical that when we are trying to receive something is always trying to overwhelm us? I love it. If y'all heard people say things happen in threes, stop counting. This is the best way. To, I don't know what number it is. Is this third time? I don't know. I stopped counting. Wasn't that big a fan of math anyway, but they want to look for the problem. So if a problem in your life is bigger than you, then you need to step to do it. Take those steps, right? You have steps to do. You have steps to do. I have some steps to do. This is bigger than me. I have steps to do. One little girl yesterday, I was at high school, and this little girl, she stood up one of her five things about herself that's not obvious. She says, I'm self-conscious about my body. Sat down, the whole school, the whole, all in the classroom got quiet because she said it out loud. It's like, I wonder how many people had a comment or two before. Not realizing you're breaking someone you have to sit next to. That's when I love it. That's when I love to be in a classroom because it sounds just like this. That's when I love to get, that's my information. That's when I love to give a lot of information. How many of y'all, how many of y'all help with that? Are you hurt with that? Never knowing. In Revelations chapter one, verse five through six, and here's your verse. Here's who you are. When somebody asks who you are, say, I'm a king and a priest. I'm a king and a priest. And from Jesus Christ who is, faith, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I love praying with you. I love being in agreement with you, but you better know how to pray for yourself. 
You better know how to step in your water because I may not, I'm not even that tall. I may drown in your water. It's supposed to part. Right? And so what, I, what, what, what happens is, as believers, sometimes, and I, again, power of agreement, I'm with you. I get it. But don't show up in fear that you don't have it. Show up with you showing up to we're going to do it together. But as, before anything else, you start off stepping into it. All right? I love the fact that if once you start doing something, it gets easier. But it's that first step. You know, if you just run dishwater and then just left it, the bubbles. Let's throw a dish in there. No? Okay. Just at our house. Jesus made us kings and priests. What was he thinking? If y'all, were, if y'all were in the Old Testament, like you know how y'all study in the Old Testament, that a king couldn't do what a priest did. And a priest couldn't do what a king did. And if a king crossed the line of a priest's responsibilities, he got a plague or something happened to him. And if a priest crossed the line of a king, he got his head cut off or something. Okay? Just something, you know, just throwing it out. Jesus made us both. He says, I want you to rule on the earth, and I want you to rule in the spirit. In that cool place, like, quit, I, this is what I hear from people all the time. How do you go speak in schools? I just mess it up. I just have to say something about Jesus. I was like, you ain't that godly. I just got so much Jesus in me, it just rolls out. You know, I saw you ordering food, man. You didn't say nothing about Jesus. You didn't say, give me some guac of Jesus on that thing. You ain't that, you know what I mean? Like, people are so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. I just don't know how you do it. I just, well, you know, maybe I'm not that safe. Maybe I'm not as saved as you are. Because you keep talking. I'm getting angrier and angrier the more you talk. And, and you'll hear that stuff, and I'll say, if you really are tuned into God, he's going to give you words to say that's going to bring people closer to him, not you. You're talking about you. He's talking about Jesus he didn't want me talking about me. All I got to do is just share what's on my heart. He'll take over the rest. I can't begin to tell you how blessed it is even tonight that I'm going without a towel. That's just because I just remembered it. I'm good. I'm not sweating as much as I normally would. But I carry a towel with me, and I, I, I sweat a lot. <laughs> Most kids that have been to church relate that to a preacher. All I'm trying to do is not make look like I'm drowning up here in public. And God, I say, God, man, just help me stop sweating. He goes, no, I need you to carry that towel because I need to let them know I'm not just Sunday. Whatever week it is, they ought to realize that when their grandmother or mother told them they're praying for me to have a blessed day at school, that the prayer was answered. So you need to carry the towel. Number one, plus because you're sweaty. That's what it is. How does God talk to y'all? Does, is God polite to y'all? Because it's like he's just offended that he has to keep telling me stuff. Oh, you. And he just speaks that way to me. But I have to realize that I am a king and a priest, which means you have authority. You're not arrogant, but you are confident. All right? And quit talking about yourself. Quit putting yourself down because God has no idea who you're talking about. I'm just so stupid. Well, read. Well, you get you a couple words and then you can be smart. The things that were drowning us will have to part when we put our God steps first. Now, think about what's drowning you. And when I mean drowning you, overwhelming your mind. It's that one thing you think about every day, every hour on hour. And you have to tell yourself, just mind shut up. When y'all going to lay down tonight, that thing that keeps you awake Y'all know the one where you're trying to close your eyes and your body is laying down, but it's not sleeping? Drowning stops now. All right? Okay, stop drowning in your thoughts. It's not water, but you cannot breathe because it's keeping you awake. Now you're tired and you're irritable when it's time to get up. Ever lay down but not sleep? Ever close your eyes but didn't sleep? I hate them dreams that are active. Where you think you're running? You wake up exhausted, and you can't explain it because it doesn't make sense. Dreams never make sense. I was running in the field, and I saw you, but you weren't you. 
and there was marshmallows, and I don't know where the marshmallows came from. And then when I turned the corner, there was my cousin, but it wasn't my cousin. They don't make sense when you try to explain it. Otherwise, I should have been asleep. You know what makes, makes sense? Good sleep. Good hard sleep. A good four hours of sleep, man. Doesn't that bless you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm a hurry. Some of y'all rolled your eyes at me. That's awesome. Uh, whatever, whatever has drowned you before is just an obedient step away from parting and allowing you to walk on solid ground. And my mother stepped into domestic violence water and says, you will never touch a woman in a violent way. Or, now I don't know how this part worked, because it was supposed to be nonviolent, but when she got to or, I'll kill you. <laughs> so you can't be violent, and if you are violent, I'll be more violent. And I got it. I believed every word she said because she had demonstrated violence in front of me before when the older kids popped off. There's no reason makeup should be on a window. Right? If makeup, like, you could see where <laughs> base and blush, and I learned this early, base and blush and lipstick is on a window, a car window. There's no need for that. Unless somebody got hit, Right? Now, it either literally came off their face or she slapped them into the window. Today, that's called child abuse. Back then, I was like training all the children at one time. <laughs> she killed six birds with one stone. She hit my sister one time, and I'm thinking, I'm never sitting in the front seat. First of all, I'm too little. The seatbelt was crossing me right around the neck. But that she can reach you. And I forever, until I was old enough, I sat behind her because she couldn't. You can't do that and drive. Right? And it was part of that. And she was like, I will not. I will kill you before I let you grow up and mistreat people. Right? I wish she would have used scripture. Honey, I'm the priest of this house. And I'm going to step in here so you can walk on dry ground. No, her Bible was so different. I got a rod, I got a staff, I got a hammer, I got a switch, and I will use every one of them on you. I will fight you till my arms get tired. Right? Thank God for Jesus. Right? Because his grace is sufficient. Jesus said, I ain't got to do all that to you. I'm just going to tell you. Thank you. Can you tell my mama that that's how it's done? So don't just watch your children drown in schoolwork or you drown in debt or in emotional pain. As a priest, don't run from the problem. Walk in power to overcome them. And we used to read by Bob Yandian. He says, people who uh, run from problems need to quit praying for power. God can't trust you with it. Because anytime something comes up, they run from it. This is a type that as, as little kids, when, when my brother had shown his friend a gun and, and, and we got our front door kicked in and he outran all the other kids, he holding a gun. The intruder kicked the door and he outrunning the people without a weapon. How many Christian people know how to pray, but they're not praying, they're complaining. While people who don't know how to pray is following behind them. Uncle High on PCP. Kick it in our family's house. He got a gun. He outrunning everybody. If he would have shot, he'd have shot one of us. Right? It's amazing that too much is given, much is required. Quit being silent. God wants you to speak up. It was cool. I saw Manuel this morning. I didn't know he worked for this place. He scared me. I was unloading the car, and he ran up behind me. Pastor, I said, hey, you almost went to the Lord. It's 4.35 in the morning. It's dark out here. <laughs> that was you, Manuel. Hey! You may want to shine a light first, scream from afar. As a priest, don't run from problems. Don't run from telling your children the truth. Don't run from having that tough conversation. You're the one that can part the water so they can understand. You're the one they can understand. Uh, uh, Old Testament priests had to carry the presence of God with them. But grace through Jesus gave the presence of God to live within us. So I don't have to carry it around. I carry it within. God is with us. Emmanuel. 
God is with us. Listen to this, Psalms 37, 23. Y'all know this one is a great one. This is a famous verse, right? The steps of a man, and, and, and the King James says a righteous man, are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, for the Lord is holding his hand. I once was young, and now I'm old, yet never have I seen the righteous abandoned or the, their children begging for bread, right? How is the righteous never abandoned? Because an obedient righteous keeps their children from begging. Obedient in, in relationship with Jesus keep my child from begging other people to be in relationship with them because they can have a relationship with Christ. I don't have to audition for you to like me. I got a relationship with Christ. I've seen it with my parents. Now I don't have to beg you to be my friend. I was the one, I, and I, I'm a big office buff, but I remember one with Michael Scott in counseling. He told him, he said, I, my, my dog ran away, and I thought my dog ran away so he could find a better kid to play with. And I didn't want to go look for him because I'd find him with another kid. I think a lot of people kind of operate that way. where They think something went wrong and it must be me. I must be the problem. You could just be around a bad person. Right? Isn't that, quit taking that on yourself and start realizing that there's a God before you. But, but I love this. He says, and, and walking in God's order doesn't make us immune to falling. Remember, it says, though he fall, he will not be overwhelmed. So, again, the falling part, the bad situation is not the end. You are not overwhelmed by it. Can you imagine drowning in, in this much water? Because you let this much overwhelm you when all you had to do was stand up. All you had to do was stand up, right? He says you're not overwhelmed because you're the righteous. But, but it does provide us with the power to not be overwhelmed by what happened. Walking in the order of God keeps us from falling into the old ways of man. Order increases conviction, and conviction is what makes us consistent. It's your conviction makes you consistent increasing in our steps with god increase our productivity in life now i don't understand i i, I get it i i mean I, I know people that are vegan and they don't eat any meat and they don't eat they don't have any milk they don't have anything like that it's got to be plant-based because we don't want to hurt the animals all right whatever and i appreciate them reading the ingredients but if the body of christ would start to read the ingredients of what's in the bible they wouldn't be eating stuff that they shouldn't be eating i'm not talking about physical food because have you some pig have you some pork god says blessed he's blessed it all that other stuff they can sit there and chew on the branches if they want to that's up to them but what i appreciate is their conviction to not put something in them that they know that they don't want to have in them right our conviction should be, every time she tries to say, bring something up to me, I say, well, that's in the Bible. I'm not that, I can't put that in me. You know how you won't have no milk, no dairy? You know how you won't have no chicken? I can't do yours either. And she said, I've got a bunch of videos I want you to watch. I said, i got a bunch of videos I want you to watch. Because you can show me all of that stuff that they do to the chicken. You can show me all that. A piece of fried chicken go by me, and I start hallucinating. Y'all know. Y'all look. Y'all see, we start our 21-day fast on January 6th. I'm going to tell you now. You see people walk. Day four. And just start, you just start to want to jump out of the car because you thought you saw a biscuit just, and it was somebody's tires. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not having visions. Those are hallucinations. Dream about food. Love it. And, and once you give it, <laughs> once you give it up, right, you can start to hear from God because everything else don't make sense. And nothing makes sense. You see things. You move slower. It's amazing how much we lean on food when it's not there. So much time you got. Like, was I eating 24-7? Like, like, when it's just water, like, why I got all this time? Like, and you want to go to bed early. You want the day to end because you want the fast to get closer to the ending. And the days is like forever. And it's like, oh, it's 6 o'clock and I got on pajamas trying to go to bed. I don't sweat as much. Ain't nothing in there to sweat. That's a good one. I'm really sweating this because I done had a lot the day before. 
If y'all notice, during college football season, I sweat the most on Sundays. I eat the most on Saturdays. They'll tell you I empty out all my change tray every week, and we cook everything we can. Get on that. There's burgers. There's wrapped bacon burgers. There's double meat bacon wrapped burgers with cheese in the middle of it, sitting on the grill till the bacon gets crispy. In the burger. Don't we have them? They have that. It's made him eat one, and he just can sit down. That's the first thing I've only ever seen him eat one of and have to take a seat. Wrap there, we'll put a steak on there. We got, and they gotta have some sausage. Gotta let that drip down. Put some hot dogs on there. Why are we eating so much? It's just Saturday. We eat, we eat from 11 till we can't eat anymore. And then we get our fajitas going. <laughs> and you know you gotta eat all of it because you don't wanna waste food and you're just staggering. In mode. Fool, don't understand it. Don't understand it. And then I wonder, why do I feel like this? That meat is saying, we are tied up in here. If you won't release us, we will sweat it out. And y'all have seen it. Y'all are looking at me like, he drowning up there. But, but y'all see during the fast. I, I love it. I, I think when we say, here it is, I've read the ingredients and I can't eat what's in that. I've read the ingredients of your opinion. I'm not eating that. That's your opinion. Well, I'll just leave, and so will your opinion. It'll go with you. And so God calls us to order and, and that conviction. So increasing in our steps with God increases our productivity in life. I got a road tonight. Put it up there. When you, when you work and you value your work more, than you want, than you take in pay. Take, when you take more value in what you do, than you take in payment. That's value. You do it because you love them. Do it because you love people. Uh, and so they were looking at uh, the part of, of this in Exodus chapter 19 and verse 5. And this is Moses. And y'all remember when God asked Moses to deliver his people, right? Moses took another route. He killed a man first. He knew the deliverance was in him, right? So when he saw one of the Egyptian guards hurting another one, he, the deliverance part came. I'm a deliverer. So the only way he knew deliverance without the will of God was to deliver him from the hand of him, and that was to kill the person that was hurting the people he knew he was going to deliver. How many of y'all know that your calling starts a long time ago? And, and Moses just knew, I got to get them out from under the hand of that Egyptian. But I haven't learned the right way to do it. And when I, you get before God, you kill people. M verbally. <laughs> not, not that I've killed anyone before. So here's Moses. Now, if you will indeed obey my voice. And here's God talking again. Obey my voice. And remember on Sunday, we talked about surround sound. Right? The voice of the good shepherd, John 4.10. I know the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of another I will not listen to. I got surround sound. Got the speakers going. You will indeed obey my voice and, and keep my commandment and keep my covenant. You will be my treasured possession out of all the nations for the whole earth is mine. And unto me you, will, you shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. Now, it's Ten Commandments, and y'all remember what Moses asked before them? Lord, I want to see you. That's what he said. He says, I can't show you my face, so I'm going to show you the back of me. But then now that I've shown you that, you're going to light up, and I need you to obey what I'm about to tell you. And go tell them so you can lead them out. Because you know they need to be out. And, and if you got someone, and if you've ever had a relative that's been hooked on drugs, and you've stared, and, and as a little kid, I saw this over and over again, because of where we grew up, you would see someone that's so addicted to drugs, so hooked on alcohol, and they can't function, they can't operate. You see, we saw grown-ups urinating on themselves. They couldn't control themselves. And I thought, that is the one thing I know I don't ever want to do, which was not drink. It was, I don't ever want to go to the bathroom by myself. So I didn't want the embarrassment. I never said anything about the problem. Right? We just, we want <laughs> to not be embarrassed. 
People are apologetic when they get caught. Not when they were stealing. Oh, I'm so sorry. When? Now? Or then? It's like the little boy that stood up on the chair threatened to stab me with a pencil he didn't have. We're in his little lockup facility. He's going to stab me with a pencil. I thought he was joking. He didn't have anything. I was like, you're not going to stab me. You're going to do it. I'm going to stab you. I said, you so little, I'm going to take your batteries out. You look like you run on batteries. I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. I'm just, we're in a lockup facility where they take your phone, your shoes, your belt. And I'm supposed to speak to these kids. He stand up on the desk, tell me he's going to stab somebody with a pencil he don't have. I told him that's how you got locked up in it. You walked in Walmart with your hand and threatened the people. Give me all the money. And then grabbed a teddy bear and said, if anybody moves, the teddy bear gets it. <laughs> he said, I don't care. I'm going to stab you. I said, you don't have a pencil. You're not going to stab me. And I told him, okay, you can stab me. We're in there. The security guards are laughing. They think this is funny. He says, I'm going to stab you so much. I said, with what? You don't have anything. I said, you know what? You can stab me. Let's go outside. He goes, for real? I go, yeah, let's go outside. I go, oh, wait, you can't. Sit down shut up. How are you going to take me somewhere you can't go? Right? You look at the enemy. He's telling me that what you can't do, he don't have a weapon. He can't do anything. Flick him away. The tears that it says that it'll share, and we'll only have them for a little bit because we'll say, is this the thing? Is this the thing that deceived me? This? This got me? The Bible says, we'll say, we'll look at it. It's called this. And I used to do this thing, and it's horrible now. I know I will get politically incorrect in the youth group. Well, I would do the voice, Poindexter. And like, this man, I'm the devil, and I'm here to kill. If he would just speak like that, we would stand up to him. But we don't see that up front. We see, I am Satan. And we give him a goatee, and we give him muscles. But the devil's never worked out. And anything he's done. And so I gave him a voice. I tell you what, turn the weights down, you mind. No, devil. Yes, man, what you gonna do? And I would do this and I would go on and on at our youth group. I would lose it. So it would be this at 25 years old and with more energy, jumping on tables, screaming at kids. You don't let them, I'm going to make you go contact your mama, which I don't understand that at all, by the way. Because that's a death sentence. That's a funeral. The processional's coming. You should see pictures of yourself just flashing as a baby, just coming out of the womb, because you're about to die. And they haven't ever heard of that before. But don't ever let the enemy tell you he's greater. So Moses, let me get this, stepped into the deep waters of saving his people from slavery. Do you want to save your family from slavery? Any form. Yes, we do. Let me answer for you. It's going to take obedience to God to do it. Or if you try to do it and just your surrounding being around them is not going to save them. It'll be like Moses. You will attack instead of help. As he obeyed God, the hand of God showed up to deliver. Every knee shall bow, or the word says, and every Tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. As believers, we don't have to settle for any part of our family and church to drown in circumstances. Don't settle for any of it. Amen? Good, dude, you've got it. We're not going to settle for it. I'm not going to let you drown. I'm throwing you life rafts right now, okay? It's called the life of Jesus, right? You climb up on that and you hang on there. I have some little, <laughs> should have brought that in there, those little, Little round orange, but they're called something else. They're not called a life raft. They're round. They're circular. That seemed like a bigger word than what I wanted to use. Lifesaver. It's a lifesaver. Yeah. We'll get it out of the car. Just stop. Stop. Now y'all messing my head. You're making me be unholy. Just okay. Bow your heads. Let's pray. You're messing with me now. Knew I shouldn't have brought my kids into the sermon. There were people off. Now, as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm believing you're saved. If you're not saved, yell now or forever. Just yell now if you're not. Okay. That you're right. But I want to pray that, that this presence of God come upon you. That's going to divide people. Uh, you may have been sharing the gospel with people or just sharing some truth with people. And it's almost been impossible for them to hear. 
They say we have a mental health crisis. I believe the anointing of God is upon you right now to speak to those who mentally cannot hear just a regular voice, but they need an anointing, an anointed voice to speak to them and, and, and part these waters that is drowning them and calling them something that they are not. And I believe that Jesus is, 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 is just is stirring up in you the gift of God, the gift of God. But only say what God has for you to say. Know the voice of the good shepherd and listen to his voice. And he's going to tell you, here's what I need you to say. And here's how you get rid of the voice of the enemy that they've been listening to. I need you to step into it. And I want you to step by faith and begin to part the waters that is rushing in and out of their hearing and causing them to drown, causing them to suffocate. In their next breath, they're willing to do whatever it takes for their ne next breath. And, and they're not thinking clearly. But in Jesus' name, I'm going to use you. There's a reason why you heard this specific word this time. You've yelled, you've screamed, you've begged, you've pleaded. But now it's time to take the step and now clear the water. And for the first time, they're going to experience dry ground. And if you've ever been underwater for a long period of time, you know the desperation and desire to, to want to breathe again. And that's what you're walking into, the desperate desire to breathe, that God loves me and, and breathe in, that God is for me and not against me, and, and that I can do all things through Christ. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for the direction tonight to have a step that's going to change lives forever. Thank you, God. Now, if you showed and gave those priests the authority to step and part waters so that the children of Israel can pass through. How much more are you going to give me the strength to step in the waters? My, children are, my children's marriage is in trouble. Uh, my marriage is in trouble. I, I got to get these things. I got um, no nope, step into the water. Divide the waters. Have your harvest of what God has blessed you with. And Lord, we believe it. We receive it. And we believe the report's coming of great miracles. In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen, amen.